Well, if you guys will stand with me one more time as we sing the word, or as we read the word. What we're coming out of is Psalm 100. Alright, verse 1. It says, Make a joyful noise to the Lord, all the earth. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come into His presence with singing. Know that the Lord, that He is God. It is He who made us, and we are His. We are His people and the sheep of His pasture. Enter His gates with thanksgiving and His courts with praise. Give thanks to Him and bless His name, for the Lord is good. His steadfast love endures forever and His faithfulness to all generations. You guys can be seated. And if you guys would follow along with me, if you, turn at the, if you just turn over your bulletin, uh, you'll see the points that I have. It's just four points. We're just going to be looking at verse 1 through, two, through 3. So verse 1. It says, Make a joyful noise to the Lord all the earth. So before we talk about making a joyful noise, let's, talk, let's simply talk about what joy is. In Galatians 5.22-23, it says, The fruits of the Holy Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, and faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. You see, we learn from this passage that it is a gift from God. It is a fruit from the Holy Spirit. It would be evident of somebody being a Christian. So therefore, the joy in our soul is coming from the work of the Holy Spirit. In John 16.24, it says, He will glorify me, for He will take what is mine and declare it to you. So the Holy Spirit's role is to glorify Christ by showing us Christ. And that when that happens, we are renewed with joy because of the joy of the Lord is our strength. But that's not all that joy is. Because we know that joy is an emotion. You know, it's also a feeling. It's something that truly only Christians can feel in the soul for the most part. For the most part, joy isn't something that we can just snap our fingers and immediately feel. You see, throughout Scripture, we see commands like rejoice, to fear, to be glad. But yet, a lot of us may seem to struggle to truly do any of these So how can we? How do we? St. Augustine says, or said, Father, command what you will and grant what you command. Augustine knew God commanded certain emotions of him that he couldn't make happen on his own. So he prayed, O God, if you are going to command me these things, grant that you would give them when you command them. So how... How can we not just, you know, sing and make a joyful noise, but how can we also, you know, feel the emotion of joy? And I would simply say just by meditating, by praying, by being in God's Word, preparing our hearts. You see, in Psalm 1, 1 through 2, it says, How blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the paths of the sinners, nor sits in the seat of of scoffers, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. In his law he meditates day and night. 
you do see there's this book I've been reading that's called Gospel Worship by a guy named Jeremiah Barrows. He was an old Puritan. He says this, First, by this means, we come to make every duty of worship easy to us. Things are difficult when we come upon them unprepared. If you have a friend come to dinner or supper suddenly and you have nothing prepared, there would be a great deal of stir in the house. But if you have everything prepared, it would be carried on in an easy way. The reason why people complain so much of difficulty and duty is because their hearts are not prepared. Indeed, we naturally have many things to keep us from God. But when the heart is prepared for a holy duty, it goes easily to God. Even into the infinite ocean of all mercy and goodness, it is like a ship that goes off to be launched when you have made preparations for it. And the heart can go with holy boldness to God when you have made preparation for holy duties. And I would say the same thing when it comes to making a joyful noise to God. Because I know there are a lot of things that we come, we come here, you know, each week we come on Wednesdays, you know, we wake up in the morning, we go to bed at night tired, and there's all kinds of things in the world to distract us. So who are we making a joyful noise to? It says, make a joyful noise to the Lord which is Jehovah, which means the existing one, the one who has always existed. But it also says, make a joyful noise to the Lord, all the earth. You see, it's a command for all the earth to worship the Lord, to worship their Creator. It's an invitation to all the earth to make a joyful noise, to shout to the Lord. Just like in the first century when kings, when a king would appear before his people and they would give a shout just like when a football team steps out into a field and all the fans give a shout, we should also, for good reason, shout joyfully to the One who has always existed, Jehovah. So what is joy? It's an emotion, but it's also a fruit of the Holy Spirit. And if you are a Christian, if you are in Christ, you have joy. So how do we make a joyful noise? of preparing our hearts. To prepare our hearts daily. To preach the Gospel to ourselves daily. To meditate on His Word day and night. And who are we making a joyful noise to? The Lord. Jehovah, the One who has always existed. So make a joyful noise to the Lord, Jehovah, all the earth. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come into His presence with singing. And verse 2. So the question I would ask you is, why can we serve the Lord with gladness? You see, before Christ rescued us from the domain of darkness, we would have yawned in response to that question. You see, at at the end of Romans 3.11, it says, No one seeks God. None of us. Before Christ, we did not seek Him. And I remember when, before I was a Christian, just the thought of going to church, man, I was... It just sounded boring. I had no desire. I had no... I had zero desire. Because I didn't want to sit there and listen to somebody talk about somebody that I didn't talk... I didn't care about. Which was God. Um, 
covers all of us. The Prince of Preachers, Charles Spurgeon, says this. He says, The proud spirit of unregretted man kicks out the word serve. The proud man says, Why should I be a servant? I hate the yoke, and I will not bow my neck. The lawless spirit, fond of what's called free thought and free action, and hates the sound of the word serve. I will be my own master, says the willful, wayward, soul of the man who knows not what is meant by obedience and has never drunk into deep joy of submission to the Lord. The philosophical mind, it seems to involve an absurdity to serve a being whom you cannot see, whose voice you cannot hear, and whose existence is unfelt by the unspiritual. Unwakened mind, Therefore the wise man turneth upon his heel and said that he will serve any other master sooner than to serve the Lord. But we're also reminded of Ephesians in Ephesians chapter 2 verse 3. It says, Among them we too all formerly lived in the lust of our flesh, indulging the desires and of the flesh and of the mind and were by nature children of wrath even as the rest. You see, that's That's what we desired. We desired anything else but God. But to serve Him. Not not just to serve Him, but to serve Him with gladness. You see, but because of the Father, because of Christ, because of the Holy Spirit living in us, because we have joy, we cannot just make a joyful noise to the Lord, but we can now serve the Lord without moaning or groaning, because we have been rescued from the domain of darkness. So remind yourself of Ephesians 2 daily. Preach the gospel to yourself daily. And when you do it, I promise you, it will be a lot easier. Your hearts will be warm to the joys and mercies of God. Your heart won't be cold. As, you know, honestly, you know, sometimes, sometimes I do. You know, sometimes there are days, you know, if I'm being honest, that you know, I've, I've come up here, I've led praise and worship, and then I look back at it, and I didn't mean a single word that I said. Um, and it's because my, heart's, my heart wasn't prepared. My heart wasn't in the Word daily. Um, I didn't meditate on God's Word day and night, as commanded. So we, as Christians, to do as Colossians 3 Two commands. It says, Set your mind on things that are above, not on things that are on earth, where you have died and your life is hidden with Christ and God. So why can we serve the Lord with gladness? Because the one who has always existed, Jehovah, has rescued us through His Son from the domain of darkness. And His Spirit, if you are a Christian, now richly dwells within you, your souls. And you are a new creation and God has given you new desires. So make a joyful noise to the Lord. Serve the Lord with gladness. And then the second part of verse 2, it says, Come into His presence with singing. You know, what a privilege it is to come into His presence. You know, one of the lyrics we just sang, the first song we sang, Rejoice. The first line starts out with, 
Come and stand before your Maker, full of wonder and full of fear. You say, not only can we come in the presence of God, but we can come into the presence of God, rejoicing and singing to the Lord. And God commands us to. Brothers and sisters, we are commanded to do something that is a wonderful privilege. To come before the King of Kings. To come before our Maker. You see, it is the Lord's presence that we come into. You know, as a congregation, and I ask you again, are your hearts prepared? Were they prepared before you sang? Or were you singing in vain? Are you filled with joy this afternoon? If not, pray. God is near. Draw nigh to Him. He is near to us. You see, as Christians, even when we go through tough times, even when we deal with the anxieties and worries of this world, if you are near to God, if God is in you, coming into the presence of the Lord with singing will be easy. Even though you may not sound good, your heart will be warm. And you will want to. Because Christ has rescued you. So serve the Lord with gladness. Come into the presence. Come into His presence with singing. In verse 3, it says this, Know the Lord that He is God. It is He who made us and we are His. We are His people and the sheep of His pasture. Know the Lord. He is God. The first point, the first question is, who is God? So we know that know the Lord, Lord meaning Jehovah, existing one, that He is God. And then the Hebrew word for God in this passage is Elohim, which Elohim translates, translates into the word supreme one, the mighty one. So know the Lord that He is the Supreme One. You see, God is above all. God created all. And there is no one who can match Him. So together, if you guys would turn to Deuteronomy 10.17. And there's going to be quite a few scriptures we're going to look into. In Deuteronomy 10.17, it says, The Lord your God is supreme over all gods and over all powers. He is great and mighty, and He is to be obeyed. So we know from this passage that God is not only just powerful, but He is great and He is mighty. In Revelations 1.8, it says this, I am the Alpha and the Omega, says the Lord God, who is and who was and who is to come, the Almighty. So we know from Revelation 1.8 and from the passage above that He is powerful, great, and mighty, that He is the beginning and the end, that He is the Alpha and Omega. In Isaiah 6.3, 
It says, One called out to another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of His glory. So we know, not only from the passage above, that He is the beginning and the end, the Alpha and the Omega, but He is also holy. That He is glorious. That His glory is on display everywhere. That we couldn't go a day without seeing it. In Psalm 11.7, it says, For the Lord is righteous. He loves righteous deeds. The upright shall behold His face. So we know from the passages of Scripture that we're reading that He is powerful, great, mighty, that He is the beginning and the end, that He is holy and He is glorious. But now, He is also righteous. In Exodus 34.6, the Lord passed before Him and proclaimed, The Lord, the Lord, a God, a merciful and gracious, slow to anger, and abounding in steadfast love and faithfulness. God is merciful. We see that God is merciful, gracious, and faithful in every way. In Psalm 34.8, you guys don't have to turn here. I'm kind of just going pretty fast. But it says, O taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who takes refuge in Him. He is good. Know the Lord, that He is God, that He is good. And 1 John 4.7 Dear friends, let us love one another, for love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God, because God is love. So know the Lord, that He is God, that He is love, that He is mighty, merciful, gracious, that He is glorious, that He is righteous. Know the Lord. That He is God. Uh, The 1689 London Baptist Confession, I think it words it well, way better than, than I could. It says, The Lord our God is but one only living and true God whose substance is in and of Himself, infinite in being and perfection, whose essence cannot be comprehended by and but Himself, a most pure spirit, invisible, without body, parts, or passions, who only hath immortality, dwelling in the light which no man can approach unto who is immutable, immense, eternal, incomprehensible, almighty, in every way infinite. He is most holy, most wise, most free, most absolute, and works all things according to the counsel of His own immutable and most righteous will. Know the Lord that He is God. And see, He does all of these things for His glory. He is most loving, gracious, merciful, long-suffering, abundant in goodness and truth, forgiving iniquity, transgression, and sin.
So, we know that the Lord, that He is God, and that He is all of these things. And I know for the most part, a lot of us know this, a lot of these things. But you see, we forget it by the way we live. We forget it by the way we approach God. We forget it by the way we read God's Word. By doing all the things, all the ways that we could possibly worship God, we forget it daily. Because we're not reminding ourselves of this. I know for the most part that some of us, we may leave this church building later on in the day. And, you know, it's like we didn't even worship our Creator this afternoon. And guys, you know, I, I preach this to myself. You know, I've been meditating on this all week. But I just, I just ask you, don't, don't be thinking of anyone else. Just, just think of yourselves. You know, apply this to yourself. Are you worshiping God with all your heart? Are you preparing your mind and your soul and your heart? Or are you cold? Is your heart cold to God? The second part of verse 3, it says, It is He who made us, and we are His. In Genesis 1, 26-27, it says this, Then God said, Let us make man in our own image, or let us make man in our image, after our likeness, and then let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the heavens and over the livestock and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in His own image. In the image of God, He created him. Male and female. He created him. So we see in this passage of Scripture in the beginning that it plainly says that God created man and woman. Now, it is He who made us. But it's actually even more so than that. Huh? You see, in Psalm 139, 13-16. And you guys could turn if, turn if you'd like. It's just a little bit. Psalm 139, 13-16. It says, For you formed my inward parts. You wove me in my mother's womb. I will give thanks to you. For I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works. And my soul, my soul knows it very well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in secret. And skillfully wrought in the depths of the earth. Your eyes have seen my unformed substance. And in your book were all written the days that were ordained for me. When as yet there was not one of them. For those who are in Christ, it is He who made us and we all belong to Him. It continues to say in that verse that we are His people and the sheep of His pasture. Some of you guys can quote this, but I'm going to turn to Psalm 23, 1-6. It says, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters and He restores my soul. He guides me in the paths of righteousness for His name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. 
For you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before in the presence of my enemies. You have anointed my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and loving kindness will follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. In 1 John 10, 14-16, Jesus Christ, He says this, that I am the good shepherd, and I know my own, and my own know me. Even as the Father knows me, I know the Father, and I lay down my life for those sheep. Who are those sheep? We are His sheep. He says, I have other sheep which are not of this fold. I must bring them also, and they will hear my voice. And they will become one flock with one shepherd. So how do we do all of these things? How do we make a joyful noise to the Lord? How do we serve the Lord with gladness? How do we come into His presence with singing? We do it by focusing and meditating on verses like Psalm 100, verse 3. Know the Lord, that He is God. It is, it is He who made us, and we all belong to Him. Jesus Christ is the Good Shepherd, and we are His sheep. Brothers and sisters, we can rejoice and be glad. We have everlasting joy in Christ. And guys, and as we wrap up, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm really, this is really the ending. Um, um, we're going to sing Psalm 100, uh, verse 3, or not verse 3, we're going to sing Psalm 100. Um, guys, let's, Let's pray. And as we pray, I would like you guys just to, just to pray to yourself. To pray, to prepare your hearts that if you did sing in vain this afternoon, that if you were truly singing just because your neighbor was, that, that you would pray and that every word that comes out of your mouth would be for His glory. You see, we have joy in Christ. Rejoice. You have joy. And we can make a joyful noise to the Lord. So let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, thank You for this day. Thank You um, for speaking um, to me, for speaking through me, for speaking um, to Your people. God, I pray that every single day God, I, I pray that this message, that would, it would convict us. That we would meditate on Your Word day and night. God, Your Spirit lives in us. Christ died for us. We are Yours. We are Your sheep. God, remind us of that. 
God, let, please do not let our hearts become numb. God, thank You for this day. Thank You for Christ coming as a man in perfection, but as also God. He came not to be served, but to serve and to give His life as a ransom. This this world that we live in, in the flesh, is nothing compared to eternity. Let us remember that. And God, let us make a joyful noise to You. Let us come into Your presence with singing. Let us serve You with gladness. And let us know that You are God and that we are Your people and we all belong to You. And that is in Jesus Christ's name I pray. Amen.